What I said there was a traditional Ojibwe protocol greeting. I said hello all of my relatives. My name is Kage Gabo. I'm Turtle Clan. I'm a descendant of Turtle Mountain. Live close to Minneapolis today. And I wanted to thank all of you for listening and tuning into this live Ojibwe word of the day. Again, this is something I always look forward to doing all week. And on Thursday nights, I'm so pleased to see so many of you join us online to uh, talk about our Ojibwe culture, our philosophy, our spirituality, our ethics, and our linguistics. So, thank you so much. And tonight's word of the day is, uh, well, it's probably one of my, it's, it's related to one of my favorite verbs in the entire Ojibwe language. Like if someone were to ask me, do you have a favorite word? I would have to say, well, I have a favorite verb. And it's shawainam. Shawainam. And this word is so incredibly important in a spiritual sense. Uh, and its meaning is incredibly uh, diverse. So if I were to say shawainam, it's actually a command. It's an imperative. And that's saying, bless someone. It means to pity someone. And it means to love someone with unconditional, compassionate love. All three of those things are packed into this incredibly beautiful word, shawainam, shawainam. And so it struck me, I was at a language table, uh, a language table that I teach uh, with the White Earth uh, Urban Outreach Program. And before we begin the Ojibwe teachings, we have a, a small feast, people get together, and then this year I've been loading my pipe uh, in Dupagan. I have been smoking my pipe, and at the end of the ceremony, and many of you have probably heard this, maybe uh, if someone is speaking with tobacco, if you're in a sweat lodge, or in this case, uh, using the Opwagan, the very last words we'll say to conclude the ceremony are Shoena Mishanam, Shoena Mishanam, Shoena Mishanam, Shoena Mishanam. And at that point, we're asking uh, Kijay Manadu, the kind spirit, the benevolent mystery, to, to please have pity on us, have compassion for us, to please love us unconditionally. And in that love, we're asking that. Uh, humble, pitiful us can receive a blessing. And the cool thing about a ceremony like that, or if you're using the tobacco, is when you're acknowledging each of the directions, uh, you are actually, you are sending out that unconditional love. You're sending out that pity, uh, that feeling of mercy, and you're also blessing each and every being in each one of those directions. So it's a very powerful ceremony. And the question that arose for me while I was looking at this verb was, if I am all of my relatives, and all of my relatives are me, and this is something I've been working on with Word of the Day for some time, that I am all of my relatives, all of my relatives are me, that if I am showing my relatives unconditional love, as unconditional compassion, 
this pity, and I'm offering them this blessing. Am I worthy of that same pity, compassion, and blessing for myself? So that was my question. Uh, because, you know, we live in, I think, Euro-American society can be at times, a lot of times, very narcissistic, very egocentric, very self-centered, uh, where one is almost encouraged to think exclusively of themselves rather than their relatives. And that seems to be quite contrary to uh, most, if not all, indigenous philosophies where they're acknowledging all of their relatives and they're saying, all of my relatives are myself. And the best thing for me to do then, even in an altruistic sense, is to pray for all of my relatives. But even from an egocentric point, the best thing for me is to pray for all of my relatives. Whatever is good for them will be good for me. So my question then became, well, how do you do that? Can you be compassionate to yourself? Can you be kind to yourself? Can you love yourself with unconditional love? And like, what would that sound like in the language? Uh, what would this idea sound like? I mean, and I think maybe a good translation of this, it's a little deeper than this phrase, but it might work for this particular instance, it might be self-care. How would I say something like self-care in a Nishinaabe one? Is that even uh, possible? Can you even say something like that? And then I, I looked at the word. I did what I do as a linguist. I see, how can you conjugate this word? And there it was. Shawainendizo. Shawainendizo. So you could say, Shawainendiwak. Uh, they have compassionate, reciprocal love for one another. They bless one another. And uh, they pity one another. But if you put that Z-O at the end, then you are actually doing it to yourself. So if it's possible to do in the language, then someone has had this idea in our society that if you are able to show this unconditional love to other people, are you not worthy of that same unconditional love? And should you show it to yourself? If you are all of your relatives, all of your relatives are you. So for me, finding that word in the language meant yes. Yes, there is a way to do it that's not egocentric, that's not narcissistic, but can maybe help you make a better contribution to all of your relatives, as well as it can help you lead a good life. And, you know, for me, one of the things, most of these words of the day in moments like this come from my own self and observing myself. So one area where I come up, uh, where I had to ask myself this question very seriously was, uh, can I be overcritical of myself? And, you know, the answer was, for me, a resounding yes. Uh, there are times when I have said to myself things I would never dare tell someone else because I wouldn't want to. I would sound like a jerk. I'd sound uh, mean. I'd, it would sound without compassion, which is not how I want to lead my life. But it, I, would, I have no problem saying some of these incredibly critical even mean-spirited things to myself. And so that's one of the things that I think we have to be careful of, uh, is in a society that may not have had, a, whose media may not always say the kindest, compassionate, 
pitiful, loving, blessing things about Indigenous peoples that maybe we can begin saying, maybe we should make sure we don't say those sorts of things about ourselves and that our messages to ourselves are based on the incredibly beautiful and powerful teachings our ancestors have given us. And so we should take great care in how we speak to ourselves. Another part was um, some of the simpler things, you know, again, I don't sleep enough. I am sure there are a number of parents out there with uh, younger children who may have, you know, they're part of the day when their kids are asleep that they stay up and do work. And that is another one for me that I would probably be more effective during the other parts of the day when I'm awake, if I were to, to sleep more. And then other parts of self-care. I would, I always try to make sure my child sleeps, gets enough sleep, that he's growing. But for me, I, I may not take that same time. You know, I should make sure that I'm eating properly too. But all of these little things can put you in a position to make living a good life. But you all lead a good life, make it easier. And so, in a lot of these teachings, I like to turn back on the language. Uh, and this would probably be, you know, the most important part that I would love to get across to all of you is that sometimes as indigenous people, we can be incredibly critical about ourselves when we are learning our language, when we're learning about our traditions, when we're learning about Ishitwawin, which would be our culture, but literally our way of being, how we are. And that can be, it can be so disheartening when you make a mistake or when you have some of these incredibly beautiful yet sophisticated patterns of speech placed in front of you and he didn't get it. He didn't get it right away. And I think because we're indigenous, we approach it and we're like, oh, I should know all of this already. And I don't, and I feel dumb. I feel stupid. Uh, I feel like a failure. I can't believe I didn't make it work. And uh, at this point, that can make it learning even more difficult than it was before. So what I like to share with people who are beginning this journey and reclaiming their language, reclaiming their identity, reclaiming their spirituality, reclaiming their sound, their way of being, is to be kind to yourself. Please, for heaven's sake, Joanne uh, Indizon, be kind to yourself. Uh, show yourself the sort of love and the compassion and the pity that you would show someone else who is learning an incredibly complex, beautiful, elegant, and sophisticated language along with the traditions and the customs and the ceremonies that accompany that. And if you are setting yourself up to learn these immediately and right away, then you're, you're not, it's not going to happen. Your ancestors had, were incredibly powerful thinkers. They had, uh, for me, in my opinion, some of the most beautiful and sophisticated and elegant ways of describing the world and feelings and emotions and spirituality to one another and to pass that on to generations, you're not gonna learn it right away. And it hurts because a lot of people going through this, um, you know, it was just Orange Shirt Day in, in Canada recently because of that experience and that comes up. The relatives, the people we loved, who went to boarding schools, who had that uh, 
who had their beautiful languages and culture and spirituality, you know, suppressed in such a, in so many cases, horrific, brutal ways that it brings that up too. So in moments where you're learning, as well as you're healing the generations who have come before us, please be kind to yourselves. And if you are, if you are kind to yourself, if you're compassionate to yourself, if you bless yourself, then you're going to create an environment in yourself that's going to make learning the language and the songs and the stories and the ceremonies that much easier. And when you do that, you're going to be in a perfect position, not just to to change your lives, to lead a good life, life of peace, life of balance, one without conflict with your relatives, one without contradiction saying one thing and leading, doing another, a way of uh, loving one another, living with truth, with devoilin, with kwai kwai with virtue, righteousness, honesty, with dabasein dezuin, with humility, with manajiatuin, with respect for one another, with sungide ewin, with great courage and strength of heart, and with nebuakawin, with intelligence. And when you do that, you're going to change your life. And in doing that, you're going to change the world for those who are coming. So, that's all I'm going to say this evening. Thank you again so much for listening to this live broadcast of Ojibwe Word of the Day. And again, if you know someone who is interested in our language, our culture, our history, our spirituality, our way of being, our linguistics, uh, please feel free to like and share this video with them. Aho, miigwech bizindaik. Thank you for thank you for listening. Dagasana and guamasik. Please, all of you, do take care. Banama minawa odasabandamangiga wabandaman, and the spirits will decide when we see each other again. <laughs>